When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is sponsored by Terraform Development proudly supports the Hopi tribe and nonprofit Hopi entities to provide essential technical support in engineering, architectural, and project management services. Eddie Kalnimtua can relate to the hard work on the Hopi reservation, including the cornfield duties and traditional ceremonies that he was raised on. He values this tradition, so Terraform Development was formed to meet these needs on the Hopi reservation. Contact Terraform Development at T E R R A, the number 4 O R M. Dot com and follow them on Instagram at Terraform Development. Also sponsored by... Hey, Tom here with Hopi Relief. Hopi Relief is a nonprofit organization based down here in the Valley where we are providing much-needed supplies to the Hopi Reservation during this COVID-19 pandemic and beyond. Please visit HopiRelief.org and find out how you can get involved. Hopi Relief is also an Arizona-recognized charitable tax organization. And please visit us December 1st on Giving Tuesday. Thank you. Now listening to the Carl and J-Man Save the World podcast. I am your host, the five-star, five-diamond chef, J-Man. And with me is the guy that killed romance on the Hopi Reservation, Carl. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. I'm Carl. And so... Yeah, that's actually true. I, I'm i not a romantic guy. <laughs> he doesn't know how to uh, <laughs> cultivate those types of seeds. See, so. my, my teaching was through television. So uh, all I know is that uh, if you have a rose in a glass bottle and, uh, you know, and if you're a beast, you know, the girl will fall in love with you and you dance it at the end with a teapot singing. So you had teachings like uh, the notebook. Um, <laughs> Teachings was the other movie you referenced in last week's episode. Uh, 40, how to lose a guy in, four, in 40 days, 40 days or 40, 40 nights, days, something, something like that. that. But one of the, one of the listeners responded and said that it was Kate Hudson. I Kate, guess. Hudson. Kate Hudson. I knew it was Kate Hudson. Was the missing person in that um, video. And then Ryan Gosling is Ryan the notebook. Gosling. I and knew Amy it was. Adams. Ryan Gosling and Amy notebook. Adams. Yes. So when you want to learn how to be romantic, Carl. Just do whatever Ryan, <laughs> Ryan Gosling, Gosling does. does. Yes. My, my other one was the Beauty and the Beast thing. So I gear more towards the beast than not loving anybody else. So. <laughs> but, you know, the first episode of season four has performed pretty, pretty decent. Yeah. And so, you know, I'd like yeah. to thank you all out there that took time to listen to that episode and to welcome us back with a bang in season four. And it's so funny because, you know, the social media posts too on Instagram and yeah. Facebook are doing really well. That's promoting the episode. And you got a lot of people on there that are advocating for the men saying that, yeah, native men can be romantic. So <laughs> although I haven't seen it myself personally, but apparently those mythical creatures <laughs> do, do exist. Do exist. Yeah. They do live out there somewhere. And so, you know, if you're a native man and you're romantic that you wine and dine and romance your, your lady, you know, good for you, you know, really waving that flag for us. Uh, because yeah good for you guys because oftentimes people don't talk too fondly of native men a lot <laughs> you know that is actually true because we don't see a lot of romance movies with native men nope so i think the other one was like blue turquoise remember that movie blue turquoise I don't think I've seen that one. Okay, so it does have a little bit of romance in there. And Is that the Navajo movie? Yeah, yeah. The blue- Do you mean Turquoise Rose? Oh, Turquoise Rose. There you go. And it does have a little bit of romance in there, like Native American romance. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's so, right. but right. it doesn't- The res guy gets the city girl? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it, it kind of depicts it, but it's a, it's not a blockbuster movie that I can watch, so. They need to make more movies like that. And you're right. What would the Hopi version of that be? Uh, let's see. It would Josh be, Pussy uh, Rose? <laughs> Behind the Doom Toki Rose. <laughs> <laughs> the the Doom the Doom Stone the Rose. Doom Stone. 
That was uh, smoking lapa, you know, <laughs> trying to be romantic. Romantic with a bottle of T-Bird and some uh, rolled <laughs> up lapa. <laughs> T-Bird. <laughs> God, man, that's harsh, man. <laughs> but today, you know, we got a very special episode and we got a special guest. We got a special guest today. And oh, yeah. Know, she is the founder and owner of uh, Big Sky Soaps. And we're going to be talking today about uh, small businesses. Small businesses. On the Hopi Reservation. Oh, yeah. So there, there are a few businesses here on the reservation that people do own, right? Like we have, but it's mainly, mainly like galleries. Yeah, yeah. And so I guess, you know, just to kind of give some 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 contextualizations to those people that aren't too familiar with our reservation, because I think that we've done a pretty good job at talking about it at length uh, for the lack of economic development. But I think that the conversations that you and I have had around economic development are, are kind of at the grander scale. Oh, talking yeah. Talking about the lack of infrastructure for certain things, uh, for uh, a community to thrive, uh, simple things like uh, gas stations or grocery stores or other things like that. Because then when you look out here, I think that one of the reasons why that small businesses tend to pop up quite often here on the reservation is because simply because folks need income. Yeah. And that is true because, you know, there's a lot of that, uh, bazaars that happen during the winter time, during dances, during, uh, uh, ceremonies, during different occasions. And you see a lot of these, uh, small, you know, small businesses trying to sell their goods and stuff. And, they want to make that a full-fledged business, mm-hmm, but with mm-hmm. the lack of resources, with the lack of, uh, I guess, the lack of um, overall, te- you know, overall uh, texture of everything, that it, it's kind of hard for people out here to create a, a small business. Oh, definitely. And then, you know, I think that also what, what speaks to the lack of what we have out here economically speaks to why small business is such a big thing about here. Oh, yeah. Because then, you know, if you think about, you know, out here, what would you say the biggest uh, employers out on the Hopi Reservation are? The biggest employers? Uh-huh. Uh, the Hopi Tribe? Yeah, the Hopi Tribe would be one. The Hopi Healthcare Center? Uh, yeah, but that's that would be, like, run by not not Hopi. Not, but it's Native. on the reservation. Yeah, it's on the reservation. And then also the schools. Schools, yeah. True. So, I was thinking of more like, you know, like small business employing. No, lar- employers. Oh, okay. People that give out a lot of jobs. I have oh. a feeling you're going to learn a lot on this episode, I Carl. am, because I uh, I really don't do much in my jobs. So. <laughs> <laughs> I push a button for a living that says record. I tell people that all the time. <laughs> And so, you know, with, I mean, if you think about the reservation and there really only being three large employers that, well, I guess, you know, now that you see a lot of nonprofits kind of on the rise and kind of being um, a proponent to giving employment, to giving jobs out to the Hopi people, that when there are so limited amounts of large employers, especially when it evolves around just the Hopi tribe, the school systems, the healthcare systems, um, that really, that it's limited in terms of what an individual, what their prospects are, especially for those of us that are educated, because we've talked about our own experiences with our college experience of what we've gone to school for is that, you know, really, if you want to work out here, it's almost that you have to go to school for something in the educational field or you have to go to school for something in the healthcare field or fields within law or things like that. Because then if you become something like um, a, a geologist, uh-huh. do you think that you could really find a career out here on the Hopi Reservation? No. I mean, there's a lot of rocks out here that you could <laughs> go and hunt. But uh, as far as uh, working, no, I don't think rocks pay you. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think the fact that, you know, there is such a small opportunity out here for people to have an income, I think that's where you see a lot of these small businesses. Yeah. Up. Yeah. And so, you know, small businesses out here on the Hopi Reservation, what are some of those small businesses that you can think of that we have out here? Well, mainly I can think of is just the um, courier stores, like, you know, the the courier shops. The ones that sell like the jewelry. Jewelry, the arts, and arts and, you know, all those little they, different they, things. They got the one up at Oraivi. Oh, yeah. Manangas. Yeah, Manangas and uh, Tsukushovi. I don't Tsukushovi. know if that's still, I don't know if that's still open. 
I don't know. Remember they had that yeah, closing sale thing. They man. had that big old controversy yeah. on Facebook. And then there's others in like Keems. There's others in uh, uh, throughout throughout like um, uh, like Haute Vela has has like their little restaurant up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, aside from the arts and craft stuff, what what other businesses can you think of that are out here? Like I said, there's like a, a pizza joint up in uh, Flagstaff, <laughs> up in Haute Vela. Up in Hood Villa, there's a little pizza joint. Um, you got Spider Grill. You got Spider Grill. You got uh, our favorite restaurant, uh, Kim's, uh, not Kim's, K-Town. 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 K-Town uh, store. K-Town Deli. Which is individually owned. The store is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And, and, and you do have uh, the restaurant here, Cultural Center. The restaurant, Cultural Center. And then I guess if you're somebody that spends a lot of time on Facebook, which all of us do. Oh, yeah. Then you know that there are also individuals that sell things like stickers. Uh huh. You know <laughs> that there are a couple of coffee pushers out there. I think there's one called uh, Dog Tags Coffee or something Dog like that. Dog Tags Coffee? That's in First Mesa. Really? Yeah. I never knew that. And then um, I don't know if you remember, but during the days that we used to work with each other, there used to be a guy that it wasn't a food truck, but he drove a car. Yeah. And he would park across the street from the K-Town store. And then he would set up and then he would sell food. There's a, a, a guy, um, L and K's eatery mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that just, that just happened um, to start setting up shop across from K town store. So oh, really, yeah. L and K give us a call L and K, you know, we want to uh, want you to sponsor us. So mm-hmm. get then us you, some good food. Then you remember the smoothie lady. Smoothie used to come lady. Around oh yeah. The that's office. right. And you know, I, I think that her business actually has a actual name, but really we just know her as the smoothie lady. I don't know. She and, just makes those really nice smoothies. Yeah. She makes some really good smoothies. And so, you know, you have all these different types of small businesses that kind of push all these different types of products and, like you said, I think most of them really are kind of centered around like Hopi art or jewelry or crafts to some extent, because then you think about artists themselves, right? Oh yeah. Like a lot of them have kind of branded themselves and in a way kind of created an own business to themselves. Yeah, it is true because, you know, you, you, they pay, I don't know if they pay taxes, but I know some people that do pay taxes that, that go on to these shows like in New Mexico, Japan, like all of these different shows that they do have to pay taxes in in those different states there Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i i know of that and it because you know uh um there's there are people that do carve dolls or create uh, artworks that have to do that so Mm -hmm. yeah that definitely is a necessity to do at least in the eyes of the irs yeah a lot of us out here don't even know what irs stands for. no irs just stands for don't answer that call (laughs) (laughs) don't open don't open up that envelope there soul (laughs) (laughs) I never got it. It's not good news. (laughs) So, I mean, like there's a lot of businesses out here or, well, I actually, I should say there are a lot of individuals that are trying to start a business, Mm -hmm. but it is very, very hard. It is definitely difficult. And especially I think that, you know, when the, I guess the business scene becomes saturated. Yeah. When, you know, there's so many Hopi artists or there are so many people that sell stickers or so many people that print T-shirts or, you know, something along those lines. Because then really when you think about, you know, economics and business oh, yeah. on a on the educational level that really there's only so much money in on the reservation that can go around. So I, I know that your degree wasn't in business or anything like Mm-mm. that. But have you ever considered of like maybe starting your own business or starting your own company? Well, one could argue that the CJ podcast is a business. It's my business. (laughs) (laughs) But no, like before we we started doing this. And mine. (laughs) Why would it be like handouts or something like that? (laughs) My business was like going down to K-Town with a cup and a, a, you know, a cardboard box saying like, you know, don't Putting your dark sunglasses on (laughs) and acting like you're blind. (laughs) Arms to the poor. (laughs) Arms to the poor. <laughs> you know, but I, I have thought I have thought about, you know, starting my own business because, I mean, I think that there's so much opportunity out here on the reservation. I think that, you know, sometimes we fixate so much on the negative that when you think about the reservation that we think of the lack of opportunity. But we don't even really necessarily think of 
the opportunity that do exist because then you think about a main amount of what type of businesses exist out here, at least on a small business front, that there's a lot of other things that people could sell or there, there are a lot of other things that people could uh, service out. Um, oh, yeah. And, and like for us, for example, right? Because to like as far as we know, we're the only Hopi podcast on the reservation. And we're entertaining you fools out there. So no comment from <laughs> But, you know, the, the biggest problem out here on the Hopi Reservation is, is real estate. Oh, yes. That yes. is one of the most biggest problems out here on the reservation to start your own business. Because there is no real estate happening out here, that is holding everybody back. That's very true because then like you think about a lot of the businesses that we mentioned, we mentioned uh, Spider Girl, for example, uh -huh. that the actual business isn't even in a real structure. No. That they serve out of tents. They yeah. cook food within tents. You miss, You mentioned the pizza joint at, out at Hot Villa. They sell pizza and wings out uh -huh. of their own home. Out of, well, it's not a home. It's more like a back part of their I guess it is their home. <laughs> and then, you know, the, the dog tag people I, I mentioned too, the coffee, I, I'm pretty sure that they sell out of their home too. And so, you know, it's the fact that there aren't a lot of existing structures out here that if you wanted to create a business that needed a place to where people actually come to for your services, that really, that's pretty, it's pretty much non-existent out it here is. on the reservation. It is. It's, at least on the Hopi reservation. I mean, we have a vast amount of land out here that can do so much with it. But the, the only thing that is holding us back too, there's a second part to that is that our culture, our culture is holding us back because we feel that we should not disturb anything that is not ours. Mm -hmm. We believe that because, you know, we, we believe in a way where this is, this is our land or this is like somebody's land here. Mm -hmm. That somebody mm -hmm. might build something there. But then again, I mean, it, it goes to fall back on the culture that's holding us back from creating something bigger. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And so I, I think that um, we'll talk a little bit more about that in regards to the culture and how it is, is involved with business. But I think uh, now might be a good time to bring on oh, our yeah. special guest. So let's go ahead and invite our special guest here. So, And so we got Jennifer Himmel on the line right now. And so Jennifer, welcome to the podcast. Hi, I am so excited to be here. Um, Carl and J-Man. We're, we're happy that you uh, joined us. Oh yeah, we are. Very happy that you're here as you are a representative of the many small businesses that we have here on Hopi. So uh, if you can uh, let our listeners know who you are and uh, the type of business that you have. Okay, so um, like I said, my name is Jennifer, and I own a business called Big Sky Soap Arizona. As the name suggests, I sell soap. Um, I also sell like other handmade body products like uh, bath bombs and scrubs. Um, I make a lot of gift sets. So I remember from your last episode, you guys were like, you know, trying to be more romantic. So one of the suggestions that pops into my head is that like soap is super romantic. So, you know, just... <laughs> Put that in the in the back of your mind. You're, you just blew my mind. I never knew that soap was romantic. You know, Gua and I would just use it to get clean. I was gonna say yeah. I didn't. I didn't know it was recommended that men use soap. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's more romantic than being like, I want you to smell just like this, and you know, give that to somebody. So, got to make that a little plug there for for your future um, gift ideas and things. Awesome. Um, but yeah, you yeah, probably, you, so. you, you probably watch too much of that turquoise rose. That's why. So. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually never seen it, but now I have a, another Netflix or I don't know if it's on Netflix. <laughs> I don't think so. It, it's probably a, a search on Amazon type of deal, or you got to drive all the way up down to the Valley to um, <laughs> drum beat and they probably got it down there. But I was going to, I was going to ask Jennifer uh, for a guy that only bays uh, once a week, me and Carl <laughs> out of the product line that you have, what's your best recommendation to make us smell like we smell clean every day? Um, well, if you are like, although once a week kind of, you know, hot water and, and the, the tub in front of the fire kind of guy, then, um, 
I would say I have a soap called Thisna, and that's a <laughs> local favorite. Thisna? You have an actual soap called Thisna? Yes, I do. It was <laughs> it was named by one of my customers. Um, and the name, I tried to call it like other things like um, activated charcoal, you know, essential oil soap and, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, and then yeah. um, every time I tried to introduce that, they were like, where's Cisna? I want Cisna. So <laughs> I just was like, okay, give the people what they want. Um, yeah. So that's probably one of my more popular um, soaps. And it's really good for like facial, you know, acne and getting rid of a lot of oil and your Cisna, of course. Um, and then, you know, finish it off with, um, I have a lot of men's fragrances, um, urban cowboy is one of them. And I try to keep the names kind of fun and definitely have been doing a lot more masculine scents cause I don't want to forget you guys. So I want to smell like the Kiva cause I'm, 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 uh, you know, sad that I'm not going to the Kiva. Do you have a smell that smells like the Kiva? Well, well, uh, before you answer that, Jennifer, <laughs> my business suggestion to you was that if you could develop something that creates a frang- fragrance for guys like Carl that spend more time inside online and when he wants to impress his guests and smell like he was actually outside chopping wood if you want to develop <laughs> something that smells like that. <laughs> kind of kind of smoky, like real rustic kind of smell. Yeah. I'm taking notes here. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, well, thank you, Jennifer, for being here with us. But I guess, you know, I, I think that a lot of people out here on the reservation are pretty familiar with your brand and a lot of your products. You know, I am somebody that actually did purchase some of your products. So, really? Yeah, I really was impressed with the packaging and how it comes in and that, you know, a lot of the names are associated with things that a lot of us who live on the reservation are familiar with, at least, you know, some of those ingredients and some of those elements that you find in nature. But can you tell us like how your journey began? why you decided to go into the soap business and um, anything um, that might be interesting with the journey that you've made through that? Sure. I have been doing soap for, uh, let's see, since 2017, summertime. I was working, um, you guys are talking about employment of places that employ people. And First Mesa Elementary School was the place that I was uh, working at as the librarian. And during summertime, you know, it's, um, there's not a lot to do and it can be kind of hard to pay your bills because there's that it's nice to have the vacation but then there's that time where you have no um, checks coming in so kind of have to look for different things to do um, and also to save some money so as a woman I you know had to cut back on my my beauty routine budget so I started trying to look up different ways to make up um, my own products and then that kind of lended itself to sort of just seeing a lot of the advertisements for the Hopi farmers market. And some of my friends would sell, you know, different things like um, their homemade jams or their plants and different things like that. And then I don't know, I just decided to, I was like, it's $10 for a booth and let's just try it out. And uh, so I took some of my products, my, I made three soaps and then I made my brown sugar scrub, which is still uh, something that I have, stocked all the time. It's one of my favorite products. And my first sale, I sold out of everything, all of my products. And it's kind of funny because I also like to make like, um, I like to string like jewelry and stuff. And then I paint sometimes and I took those with me. I didn't sell a single one of those things, not a single one. Nobody oh, wow. wanted them. Yeah. But all of my soap sold out by the time the um, market closed at noon. So I, I took that as a, as a, as a calling, like, okay, all right, this is, this is my thing. Um, and so from there, I just kind of did it as a side hobby, continued to have, you know, my job. And then I worked at the radio station um, for a year and a half before the pandemic started. And then when the pandemic started, um, I had people like, you know, there's the whole toilet paper fiasco and all that kind of stuff of people kind of not having enough things. And one of those was soap. So I was getting um, requests from uh, friends and neighbors for if they had if I had extras and so I just donated basically everything that I had left and then after that I was like trying to make as much as I could and not able to keep up with that and my full-time job so kind of just took a leap of faith and I think that's a lot of what business is, is leap of faith after leap of faith and decided to go for it full-time and left my job and it's been uh let's see it's not even been a year yet but um, I have had my peddler's permit since 2017. So oh, 
Um, so yeah, I, I kind of got lost in the conversation. I just heard pandemic and then toilet paper. I was just thinking you made your own toilet paper for some reason. <laughs> he, he's, so. th- he's thinking about how painful his goody got when he had to use the corn cobs too much. I was going back yeah. uh, to the olden days. So using rocks. <laughs> yeah. Or you take a, you take the newspaper and you just kind of crinkle it in your hand <laughs> for a little while. Carl, Carl has to use ointment now. So to, uh, Do you have something? that it smells good like that <laughs> thankfully no so, so jennifer that, that that i mean that really is a leap of faith because i think you know for at least probably a lot of us out here probably personally knows at least one small business owner myself being married to a small business owner the red's famous wife is the owner of a strong ones running apparel company and then you know her brothers also have uh, their own businesses to hanyoti inc uh, which uh, are 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 the guys that helped us to print our shirts and then her older brother Zenful Designs is a new uh, up-and-coming company. Wait, wait, wait. Zenful Designs? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I hope okay. I pronounced that right. If I didn't, I'm sorry. But um, it, it really is a leap of faith because I think that for me being you know married to my wife and then when she told me that she was going to basically kind of do exactly what you did, quitting, you know, a, a secure job that, you know, paychecks are coming consistently, you know, by, by monthly and, you know, knowing that this income is going to be there. But were, were you afraid when, when you decide to make that jump and not really knowing what the income situation was going to be like? Oh, definitely. Um, I know that all the other business owners that have ever tried to um, open a business on Hopi, like, the Red's Famous Wife and, you know, Han Yodi Inc. and stuff. It's, it's nice, cause, you know, to know them, to have that little network of people that are also like in the same boat. And I remember like messaging her and being like, I'm going to do this and or like I'm doing this. And, and, you know, they're the ones who really encourage you because your family and your friends are going to be like, oh, like, I don't know if that's such a good idea. Like, you know, are you really able to do this? And a lot of times it's other um, entrepreneurs or peddlers or you know, small business owners, what have you that are going to encourage you because I remember that phone conversation where I got off the phone with my boss and was, you know, resigning and that kind of thing. And I just, I was so nauseous and my, my, I felt like my stomach was in my throat. Like, what did I just do? (laughs) Um, And, and every time I, I make that kind of leap where you make a big expensive purchase, like on equipment or supplies and stuff, you kind of get that same little feeling, but uh, the reward is tenfold. So once you get that first kind of reward, it almost gets like addicting, like, like you like believing in yourself, like I can do this, you know, and, and you just, you find those um, colleagues or people in a similar kind of boat that will really encourage you along the way. Oh yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. And so I, I think, you know, moving the conversation forward, I think let's talk about some advantages of running a small business on Hopi. I, I think that one of the advantages that, um, we didn't really talk about yet, but, you know, the fact that Internet, how big the Internet is a uh, proponent within our everyday lifestyle, that uh, the fact that sometimes, you know, a lot of the smaller businesses that you see that selling their product, that they don't really have websites, but rather they have Facebook yeah, pages. There, there is a lot of that because designing a website mm-hmm. now is like what, like pennies on a dollar. Yeah, it costs. Yeah, mm-hmm. it costs very, very less to develop a website. And we don't see that on the reservations. No, no. Jennifer, do you have, you, you do, what was your experience with your website? Strong Ones. Every Strong Ones design has a story and a unique meaning. They create designs to celebrate traditions of running and uplift native cultures across the globe. They also partner with local artists on special projects in hopes to expose talent and creativity of Hopi people. Strong Ones are often referred to as Ho Hongvit in the Hopi language. They can be found at hohongvit.com. That's H-O-H-O-N-G-V-I-T.com. Uh, well, it all starts through Facebook, I think, for most people um, on the res because Facebook is like our our um, like our newspaper or like our town crier. So um, usually, you start your own little Facebook page with your business, and then you know you kind of get started through there. And then you know if you feel like you want to try something else, then I see some people try Etsy, um, and I did that, but I kind of thought that a lot of the the fees were not not great after a while yeah and so then i jumped into um squarespace oh. so i really like that 
um, because it has like an upfront fee, but you have to learn how to like design the web page and get all that, you know, little details and stuff. Yeah. And you end up ha- having to do a lot of things like, like, I just want to make soap all day, but sometimes I'm finding myself like in that online, you know, thing. And, but with Instagram and Facebook and that kind of thing, that's all free. So, you know, definitely we should take advantage of it and share and comment as much of each other's to to help each other grow. Mm -hmm. I think there's definitely an advantage to using social media primarily for, I guess, advertising or showing off new products. But then you see a lot of our people using Facebook and Instagram as their primary website that even though you make purchases through them, through their Facebook or through Instagram. And sometimes, you know, it's just simple as, you know, just, just message me. And then you're transferring money, whatever, whatever the, the way that it is, whether it's through Zelle or, you know, some other um, cash transfer uh, software that they have. But I think that, you know, for people that don't run a run a business or have had any experience running the business is understanding that there are so many steps that you have to go outside of just the product that you're creating. Right. Because then, like you think about that, you think about a website, the fact that um, a lot of these uh, website servers or services that there is a cost related to it, whether that's, um, I think Squarespace is one of them. Um, there are a few others, but there are some that are free. There are some that are free, but then also too, you have to have knowledge about how to build a website. Yeah. And, uh, so question to you is like, who, who helps you with this soap or who's, who's your, like your guiding person to help you with all this business stuff here? Uh, well, I guess, uh, I don't want to say like me for a lot of the stuff, but in some ways like YouTube and books are probably like the biggest teachers. Oh, and TikTok. I don't know if you guys, <laughs> do, you, do you guys, do you guys have a TikTok yet? Uh, I still have Vine 2.0, so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can't find the TikTok link on Snapchat. So, so short oh, answer, cool. no. Okay, well, when you do, they have like, they have all kinds of like recommendations for like small business owners and and like packaging ideas and um, just little tips that I think a lot of us don't really think about. um, Because yeah, like we can kind of get stuck in our own little bubble of like what we think a business should look like. And so it's definitely good to like use social media to to that advantage. And like, I will go on Instagram and I follow other like I'm really into like Korean soap makers for some oh, reason. Really? I, I never knew yeah, that. They are like on top of their soap game. Like they're it's so like pretty, the stuff that they make and it's so unique looking. So I find like inspiration from that or um, at the library when I was working at the school, there were books on like how to start a handmade craft business or like that kind of thing. So, you know, you don't really have to pay like a lot of money to teach yourself that kind of thing. Cause I don't have a bachelor's degree. Um, I have an associate that I got from Phoenix college. And so like, oh, I think a lot of people out there, like, if you don't have, like, if you don't have a degree, you, you, you know, that's, that's fine. You know, you don't have to have one. Um, you can teach yourself a lot of this stuff. Yeah. I mean, like there's a lot of people that do have a degree out here, but yeah, they're trying to start a business out here. And it is, it is very, very frustrating because uh, they think that, you know, they have a degree, they should be able to start up a business quicker. Or or on the other hand, too, sometimes you have people that have degrees, but it's something that's completely on the opposite end of business. Yeah. Like the geologist. <laughs> <laughs> or, or the graphic designer. Or graphic designer. <laughs> There's no paying jobs for a graphic designer out here. So, but I guess that's another advantage, though, in regards to the internet and online is that there are a lot of different, um, vent, uh, I guess a lot of different avenues on how to educate yourself onto how to run a small business because Carl and I, when we first started the podcast that we were reading books, watching YouTube videos and just trying to get any tips on how to successfully promote the podcast or even just how to develop the podcast. So I think that a lot of that information is out there to help educate yourself. And like you're saying, you don't necessarily need a degree or college training my, to be able uh, to do this. My, my training for this podcast was uh how to train your voice to sound really sexy so he's not lying there (laughs) actually i'm not lying (laughs) and and a lot of the dialogue that we've had in previous episodes backs that claim so yeah exactly so Uh, i do have a sexy voice (laughs) i can tell it's really it's really coming through over the audio oh yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> but I guess, uh, Jennifer, within your experience, would you say the fact that, you know, that Hopi is, is fairly a small community, even though, you know, the reservation does quite cover quite a bit of uh, lands, but the fact that, you know, in, in a sense, it really is a small community. Has that been successful to you in terms of getting the word out about your business? Oh, definitely. I would attribute, like, I, I can never begin to express my gratitude for, like, um, Palaka and, you know, Hopi and the Native community as a whole on, like, how much they kind of, like, it was, like, I kind of started this and then I felt like they, they kind of pushed me, like, just, like, like go, like, just, just do it, just go. And, um, you know, like, from asking me, like, to sign up for a bazaar or to, um, you know, if I have products and that kind of thing. And sometimes I wouldn't even have anything, but somebody asking me for something would, would kind of propel me to, to get back into um, making soap. And I mean, it's kind of funny. Like I, I feel like I made it when somebody, this one time I went to the, um, the tribal office and I was there for like a completely unrelated thing going to a department there. And I went to the window and they said, Oh, the soap lady's here. And I was like, (laughs) I was like, yeah, like that's me. Like there's the tamale lady and, and the fruit man. And I'm like, I'm the soap lady. So, um, it was like a real, a we, real badge of honor for we, me. We, we just make up names because that's what you sell. So I think that's like the res thing to do is just to name what you sell. Like we have our smoothie lady here. Yeah, yeah. Our smoothie lady. <laughs> and then, um, Carl's example of when he know that he made it is that every time his male lady gives him kudos on the podcast episodes. <laughs> so, Thank you to my male lady. I know you're probably <laughs> listening to this, but they don't call us. They don't call us the podcast guys. They just call us those tukas over there. <laughs> no, when they see me, they just uh, slap their forehead and it's just like, "Us be this guy." Here. <laughs> yeah, that's like more. Um, I feel that feels like you get a better feeling from that than I think. Like I don't know, like if somebody asked to write like a newspaper article or something like that. Somehow it's just like getting. Getting kudos in your own community has has its own. Um, there's just a, a you, you, it makes your heart feel like really big. Oh, definitely. I I think that that's very true. And um, I guess another point too, in regards to what what advantages that small business out small businesses out here on Hopi have, is I've always felt that the fact that you know Hopi culture is so mm-hmm. popular out off outside just the reservation mm-hmm. yeah that that kind of amplifies a lot of the small businesses in a way because like i mean with your products jennifer you can intertwine a lot of components of things that we use out here or even hope you words like you said something you, that you have is called your thisness soap and the yeah. fact that you know even us with our podcast the fact that a majority of what we talk about revolves around our culture our society and some of the things that we do and so you know when you see a lot of people out there that have these small businesses that there's hope he intertwined with it to some extent. Oh yeah. Have you considered like using Hopi dirt as like a scrubber, like in one of your soaps? That'd be pretty cool. Like an exfoliator. Yeah. Like an exfoliator. (laughs) I'm using real Hopi soap. It's called, uh, (laughs) it's called rubbing my fist on you. (laughs) Like I said, I'm taking notes. You guys are giving me a lot of ideas here. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I know that you guys probably speak to this, like, you probably get a lot of people that are super interested in the Hopi culture. And it can feel really intimidating sometimes because you you want to represent your culture well. Um, but then sometimes you're like, am I I don't feel like I'm actually the person to, to ask on this. But in that moment, like you are that person to be that representative for something. So, um, it can be a challenge, like an intimidating, especially with like the, um, I don't know, romanticized version of, of what Hopi culture is. But I think I don't, yeah, I don't want to be stuck in like a mold of like just that, you know? So uh, another question is, is that, do you feel that you're uh, exploiting the culture in a way with like, uh, like the Hopi names or the Hopi, like the symbols that you're selling, uh, like these different things like that? Do you feel that you kind of are exploiting the culture? I don't, mostly because that's always at the forefront of my brain. Like when I am creating something, it's always my first thought, like, is like, what would Daha think? Like, what would Mame think? Like, is if, if he if he sees this, like, you know, your uncles are always really going to be 
hard on you about discipline. And my uncles are really like, like that. Like, I don't, they always, first of, they know things like, I'm like, how did you know that about me? But they, you know, they'll call you and say like, you know, teach you like, yeah, you, <laughs> you shouldn't do this or say that or anything like that. So, yeah. um, now that I'm, I'm 30, I think that I've, I've kind of learned to like how to balance that and know when to like, like, like not use these plants and not even have to like refer to them or talk about them. Um, and just kind of stick more to like, um, really widely available things that are used, like even by other tribes, you know, that it's pretty common. Um, and like not to get too far into the the culture, like more kind of like the, um, the novelty parts of it, like the, I'm trying to think here, like, um, some of the names, like I try to just use the English name for it. Like I have a soap called dry peaches and it's, you know, just because that's a, a cultural thing, but yeah. it's not really like, you know, I, I don't want to go too deep into like too much about it, but it's just like, if you know, you know, but if you don't like, you can still appreciate that dry peaches are dry peaches. That's a very valid topic because I think that we, you know, ask ourselves that question a lot too, in terms of what we talk about on the podcast. And it's, you know, always this side conversation that Carl and I have, outside the air when we're talking about, you know, something's a little bit too close to the line or too far across the line. And, you know, talking about some of the things that we talk about here on the podcast. And then, you know, you are, you're right, because then, you know, with, with our um, interminglings, you know, with our listeners um, through social media that we do get a lot of questions, mostly, you know, suggestions, you know, why don't you guys talk about, you know, certain topics? Yeah. Some of those topics we feel like are a little bit too taboo for us to conversate over the podcast. And so definitely I think being a Hopi small business owner that there are a lot of those, um, yellow, red, red flags or those, uh, caution tape areas that you kind of have to move around and, you know, trying to, uh, trying to establish your, your business as being successful. But I guess moving to the opposite end of, you know, the advantages of running a small business, talking about some of the disadvantages of running a small business out on Hopi. I think that, you know, firsthand, you know, watching my wife and watching, you know, my brother-in-laws run their business. I think that I see some of the disadvantages. And I think a lot of that, some of it actually has to do with what the advantages can be too. And that's a tech technology because then I think that people out here on the reservation that we kind of have this old buyers mentality uh-huh. meaning that you know if I'm going to buy something from you that means I'm going to reach into my pocket I'm going to pull out some bills and then we're going to exchange the bills for a product but in this day and age the fact that you know we have all of these different uh, cash transfer apps or apps that are a little bit more suited for business that sometimes that becomes a deterrent because then you got people that are wanting to give you cash for your product, but maybe your product's only available online. Yeah. Or maybe it's only available in in certain ways to where you have to use a card or something to that extent. And uh, Jennifer, is that something that you've encountered as well with uh, your business? Definitely. And you have to figure out ways to navigate the um, those who might not have the technology or some of the older folks who like, they just want soap. They don't want to go to your website and go to the cart <laughs> checkout and all these kinds of things. So you just kind of meet them halfway and be like, Oh yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just take cash for it and, and just kind of figure it out, you know, with that, that certain customer. But, um, if I know that they, they can do it, then I'll be like, yeah, just go to my website and, and here's this or, you know, but yeah, there is, sometimes that, um, older mentality of, of, of how to, um, operate a business like in person. Mm-hmm. And that's especially like, like I miss the, um, the swap meet so much because that's when you, you kind of got to have that balance. Like, yeah. you know, you felt like you were offering that at that time and then you could run the online business in between. But since we have all our lockdowns and stuff, it's not really, so it's not really possible so, right now. So let me ask you, um, so who are the biggest buyers of your soap, men or women? I would say um, it's like uh, maybe 60, 40 or 75, 25. Yeah. Um, w- women, yeah. right? Yeah, women. Because yeah, men women. don't shower and we we rarely do that. So, <laughs> And when we do shower, it's it's the <laughs> simple, uh, the dial bars of soap or <laughs> the zestfully clean <laughs> yeah, or the like all-in-one uh, with car wash included. So <laughs> you wash your hair, you wash you, conditioner. You pay, you pay for one wash and you get two in one. You throw your car you in get, and then you, you get, follow get the it. conditioner, shampoo, soap, the car, wash. car wash, you know, all the things that 
that go into there. So <laughs> the all in one, the all in one, the, the all in one. But I guess like from a buyer's perspective, because the fact that, you know, Carl and I, we did admit, you know, on the podcast that we are millennials. Yeah. And so, you know, we are accustomed to paying with uh, online services, whether that's like Apple Pay or uh, Zelle or some of the other uh PayPal, things like that, that are available for people to pay. Because sometimes I do get frustrated when I come across a business that doesn't offer some sort of payment services like that, because it's, it, to me, it's simple. Oh, I yeah. think that it's easy. The fact that you have all that information stored in one central location. I mean, obviously, I think for the older folks that their biggest fear is things like uh, getting your information stolen online, because then you know, my mom is always harping <laughs> on me about, you know, identity theft and things like that. But for, for people, you know, with within the age range that we are, you know, that's something that we don't think a whole lot about. We think more about the convenience. Yeah. The convenience of being able to make Mm -hmm. a a payment transaction as simple as how, how it's, how easy it is to, to be made now. And so I think that definitely this day and age, at least here on the reservation, that there is that gap in terms of, you know, how, how familiar people are in using technology. And I think that, you know, another thing too, that I, I've come across, or at least that I've seen, and small business owners and the way that they operate their business is that I think that a lot of people don't really have this understanding of um, what it means to run a successful business. Because then like that, like you think about um, like if we we're going to start a food stand for some reason that, you know, people would all of their attention would go to, OK, what kind of food are we going to make? Yeah. And how are we going to make it? But not understanding that there's so many other components that goes within to that understanding that there has to be some sort of structure in place, whether you're going to be in a building, a home or you're building up your own tents and that being your structure, the tools that you need. What kind of grill do I need? What kind of tools do I need? And then aside from that, there's a promotional component to it marketing how am i going to get people to be attracted to my business how am i going to make my business look good and you know all these other different things that go into it and especially nowadays when there's new concepts of how to push business out and uh, over the weekend i i saw one of my brother-in-laws going through that type of uh, frustration because you know there's a new thing now um called pre-order where it's you're ordering an item but the the fact that there's still some time where the item has to be created and then finally that um, item is shipped out. And I think a lot of businesses are doing pre-orders now because it saves on costs. Oh, yeah, it Because does. then you know exactly how much of that item you have to create versus, you know, mm-hmm. trying to take a stab in the dark and then you're, OK, I'm going to create X amount of items. I don't know how many is going to sell. But, you know, I'm hoping that they all sell. But oftentimes that's not the case that you do get stuck with some leftover stock. And so, you know, this pre uh, this pre order concept, I think, is is uh, kind of new out here. Uh And so like a lot of people that might be buying through a pre order don't understand that the product still has to be created and that increases the wait time for you to get that product. All right. Perfect. So I think we're almost about that time there. So uh, Jennifer, do you have any uh, last words that you want to say to encouraging uh, entrepreneurs out here? Any advice that you want to relay to our listeners here who want to start up their business? Sure. So uh, I would say two big things would be don't sell yourself short. Um Set your price and stick with it, even if it takes a while to sell it. Because um, it's it's always it's easy to take down the price, but it's hard to increase it. So just know your know your value and stick to it. And then um, I guess the other would be to have really good customer service skills and um, apologize even when you don't feel like you're supposed to. Because I think that's what customers. The Karens of the world like to hear, I'm sorry. So just, uh, <laughs> what would the Hopi version of a Karen be? Karen? <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't know. What would that be? be Barbara. <laughs> it, it, I don't want to say somebody's name. Be and my soul. <laughs> Hongsi or <laughs> something <laughs> like that. <laughs> be my, uh, one of my uh, clan moms out there. You know who you are. 
<laughs> well, Jennifer, we definitely appreciate the fact that you took the time out of your busy schedule, out of your busy soap making schedule to come and uh, talk with us on the podcast. Really looking forward to when you create those soaps that uh, will help Carl smell like he's a working man because we all know that he just pushes buttons. So. <laughs> So go ahead and, uh, you know, plug away your business. Uh, we're all listening here. So go ahead. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. So my website is BigSkySoapArizona.com. I also have an Instagram and that's at BigSkySoapArizona. And I got into TikTok recently and that's pretty fun. And my user is at BigSkySoapArizona. And yeah, they're all the same. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you again for joining us here. Everybody who is listening, go to Big Sky Soap Arizona. Oh my God, I can't even say BigSkySoapArizona.com. Get your get yourself a large package of this naan. Yeah, go ahead and rub yourself with more this naan yourself. <laughs> as, if you, as if you didn't have enough on you. So, <laughs> Well, we thank you all for listening to us on this episode. And, you know, be sure to check out our YouTube page for our YouTube series called us be these guys that comes out every two weeks on the Wednesday same day as the podcast and then we'd also like to thank our 30 pack contributors if you're not following us on Facebook Instagram or Twitter you can do that and you can find us at Carl and Jman on Twitter at Carl and Jman on Facebook and at Carl and Jman underscore on Instagram. Oh, yeah. And if you want to support the podcast here, go to anchor.fm slash cjpodcast85 and become a monthly donor. It's only $4 or $9 if you want to. Or if you want to buy us a coffee, go to buymeacoffee.com and uh, slash cjpodcast and donate a dollar if you want to. So every, every little bit of it helps here. And whether you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, make sure you give us a five-star review. That helps us to uh, get into the big traffic of everybody that's looking for podcasts. If you're listening to us on YouTube, don't forget to give us a like and smash the subscribe button. All right. Thank you again for listening to Carl and J-Man's Save the World podcast. My name is Carl, and this is my best friend, Jamie. So long, but crushed.